Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. As we discussed last week, the Lenten Gospels progress from Jesus' victory over the devil in the wilderness to Jesus' application of that victory in removing it to our lives and removing evil from our lives to last week's question, uh, what will take the place of the evil that has come out? And then to this week, which answers the question, the gospel feeding the multitudes points us to Jesus who feeds us and fills us with the bread of life. We receive the bread of life through faith. Faith means to put our trust in Jesus rather than in our own natural strength and cleverness. Jesus increases our faith by leading us into circumstances where we have to depend more upon him. In the gospel story, Jesus led a crowd of people purposely to a place where there was no food in order to reveal himself to them as the source of all food. In the gospel, Jesus asks Philip a question that highlights the problem that Jesus has purposely created. Where can we buy enough bread to feed all these people? In writing the gospel, St. John gives us a clue. He tells us that, quote, the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was at hand. In the first Passover, Moses led the children of Israel to a place where there was no food. There, God fed the people with manna in the wilderness. This manna was a bread-like substance that formed on the ground every morning, and for the 40 years of the wilderness wandering, the Israelites literally went out every day and gathered their daily bread. At the end of the wilderness wanderings, God explained the lesson of the manna. In Deuteronomy 8, we are told, quote, You shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God led you these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and to test you, to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. And so he humbled you and allowed you to hunger and fed you with manna, which you didn't know about before, nor did your fathers know about, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Faith typically begins with an experience of God's presence and power. Israel experienced God's presence and power in the Exodus, in the miraculous salvation in Egypt by the blood of the Passover lambs, by the miraculous uh, pas- uh, pasture passing through the Red Sea when the waters were, were parted. Faith begins there, but faith grows as circumstances change from God's presence and power to a place of distance from God, a place of need, to the wilderness. 
In the gospel story today, St. John tells us the people followed Jesus because they saw the miracles or more literally signs that Jesus did on those who were sick. He had healed a lot of people and people saw that so they followed him. So Jesus led them to a deserted place to test their faith, to see if their faith was really in him or if they were just excited about the miracles. Our faith begins or is renewed with experiences of God's presence and power, perhaps an answer to prayer. We see God at work in various things, and these point us to faith in Jesus. But this is typically followed by drier seasons, where God becomes more distant and spiritual resources are more scarce. The mistake many people make is to assume that this experience of trial means God has abandoned them and they long for a return to that previous uh, experience of uh, beginning of faith, of infatuation. In fact, God purposely leads us to drier places to test our faith and to help us grow from spiritual infancy to spiritual maturity. In the dry place, we learn to trust God because he is God, not because of what we want from him. As we persevere in faith when there is no visible reward, God feeds us with manna in the wilderness. We discover new sources of spiritual strength. In the sixth chapter of John's Gospel, after the feeding miracle, Jesus explains the meaning of the feeding miracle. If you've never read the sixth chapter of John's Gospel, consider that a Bible reading assignment for the week. Go home and read John 6. Here's a sample of what Jesus says. Quote, I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, the one may eat of it and not die. I am living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever, and the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. The people who ate the multiplied loaves and fishes did not like this teaching at all. By the end of John 6, the entire crowd that followed him to the mountain and were fed by him stopped following him. They were interested in Jesus as an earthly king who would satisfy their bodily appetites. This is why Jesus began his John 6 discourse with a warning. <clears throat> he said to those who were following him, you are seeking me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life. The concept of a sign is central to what Jesus means here. A sign points to something larger than itself. To see the signs 
is not simply to observe the miracles. To see the signs is to understand that the miracles point to Jesus as the Son of God and the Messiah of Israel. If we see the signs, they will lead us to faith in Jesus Christ, not merely to a desire for more miracles. As Brother John Charles used to tell us every year at his schools of prayer, seek the giver and not the gift. Seeing the signs is the key to understanding why God leads us to dry places. Jesus reveals himself to us through experience of his power, through experiences where we feel his presence in our lives. These are signs that point us to him. Then Jesus leads us to places where the signs are removed so that our faith in him can grow beyond the signs. We discover the bread of life when our faith in Christ grows beyond what we can get from him and becomes rooted in Christ himself as the end and goal of our faith. We receive the bread of life in the Eucharist. The bread and wine are the outward signs of the inward grace of Christ's real presence. No matter what is going on in our lives, Christ is always here. This is my body. This is my blood. As Jesus says in John 6, he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. During Lent, we voluntarily turn away from seeking the food that perishes in order to seek in a more intense way this food that endures to eternal life. When we learn to persevere in faith in the dry places, because we know that Jesus is the source and sustenance of our life, because we have nowhere else to go and will continue to follow him no matter what the results may be, then we find the hidden manna. Then we are filled with the bread of life. Then we discover that the dry place is, in fact, a place of revelation, a place of union with God. In his letter to the Philippians, St. Paul describes the state of mature faith towards which we strive. Quote, I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.